Loaded bases, Megan Garten. Hello. Hey. How are you doing? Good. Good. How are you? Pretty good. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah. It's been, uh, say, I think we've talked back and forth on Twitter for a while now. Yeah. That's how, that's how like, this first came about was Twitter. Oh, yeah. So. Well, Twitter friendships. Always. See, <laughs> Twitter's the go-to for networking. I swear yeah. that that's better than LinkedIn, Instagram, all that stuff. I feel like your stuff gets pushed quicker. Like, yeah. like it, it sees a, a wider audience. Easily. Easier, you know, like, like faster that way. But. So, so what do you do? <laughs> that's such a broad question. Exactly. That's such a broad question. Hey, that's the um, only question I start out with on all my podcasts. What do you do? Okay. Like with what though like what exactly are you meaning just in life in life in life okay (laughs) well um i'm a military spouse my husband's in the army see all this crap behind me this is his office so that's why it's like this um uh yeah we live over here on the left coast just the best coast okay that's up for debate um (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so we live over here um he we've been married for 10 years he's been in the military just as long um I am the program coordinator for more than baseball which is another way that you and I kind of got connected yep through those guys um yeah I I'm doing more than baseball stuff I wear so I wear so many hats in that organization yeah it's a blast um Let's see. I'm looking, I'm currently looking for other opportunities. Um, just moving forward with baseball career, you know, yep. another steps or whatever. Uh, I'm have three kids. I'm a mom, dog mom. Busy. I'm doing a lot. <laughs> so. so so how did you get in with uh more than baseball? Okay. I love th- this question. Yeah, I mean, like, um, how did the whole thing start? I mean, because oh, so, I I haven't heard that yet. Okay. So we um my family and I, we lived in Germany from 2015 to 2019. Um, We moved back like just before Thanksgiving time. Mm -hmm. And I went to the winter meetings, baseball winter meetings of 20 in 2019. And I met um, a wonderful lady named Jen Wolf. And I wasn't really sure. I knew I wanted to be in the professional realm of like sports, but I wasn't sure exactly where I would fit in and where I believed like some of my strengths would come from. Mm -hmm. Um, And the fact of like me being an entry level position technically, but like with a master's and almost 30 like life experience behind me, it's like a, just a tough balance really. So she stood up and she asked a question in some panel that we were talking to and she had mentioned like, oh, I'm the life skills coordinator um, for the Indians. And I was like, man, that sounds really cool. And she kind of explained a little bit in her question. And afterwards I stopped her before she went out the door and I was like, hey, um, like what you're doing sounds awesome. Like sounds exactly what I wanna be doing, blah, blah, blah. So I got her information, we connected and then um, we stayed connected. And just after, I wanna say just after the beginning of the year in 2020, like sometime in January, I emailed her, and it was already, we were already in Georgia. So 
I knew I was going to be there for at least the year and whatnot. And so we were talking about that kind of thing and like, what's the best angle for me to go with and whatever. And so she actually said, have you heard of more than baseball? Um, I have a friend that works there, Jeremy. I have a friend that's like the co-founder and whatnot. Like you should get connected with them. Uh, I think she may have sent me his email. And I was like, all right, sounds good. So I finally went and I looked at the website. Yep. And one of my professors at UT um, was on the board of like advisors. Oh, wow. And, and he's a huge basketball guy, the professor. And so every project I turned in was about baseball. Yeah. And he's like, you're so passionate about baseball. I wish I knew like way more about the sport to help you out. Well, I emailed him and I was like, first off, what the hell, man? Like, <laughs> Small I, yeah, like I've been talking about baseball the whole 18 months of this master's program. Um, and you never once mentioned it. Advisor. No, never. <laughs> and again, like advisors, they're very hands off. Right. So they, they're kind of come in when needed or whatever. And he was like, oh yeah. He was like, I totally like, I'm on so many boards. Like I totally blinked and I was like, no problem. So he finally, he gave me Jeremy's number and he was mm -hmm. like, literally call this dude. And like, you're good. Like just call him and talk to him and see what's up. And so Jeremy and I got on the phone, I think the next day, maybe I texted him or something. I don't know. And we talked for like an hour about all sorts of stuff, more than baseball stuff, life, whatever. And I was like, this sounds freaking awesome. Yep. And so that's just kind of, that's just kind of how it started. He was like, well, I'll just like bring you in. And that was, that was and it. I, and that was it. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. And uh, we, let's see, started, this is March 2020. Yeah. March 2020. And we just like got the ball rolling from there. Yep. And I was just tasked, you know, for whatever stuff they needed kind of thing. And then probably six months in is when I met like Simon and Slade. And then I started working with everybody from mm. that point. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, uh, I think, I think from my first conversation with Jeremy, it was, uh, I mean, it, it just got the ball rolling. I think like yeah. from my podcast too. It yeah. Was definitely. Just like, I think, I think the way that he talked about like more than baseball and then like the passion side of it, for sure. It, it definitely got me like hooked. Exactly. He was just like, so into it like just so passionate like you said about it that I was like okay your your passion is like rubbing off on me I'm totally I'm in for this yeah like, let's do it and so I was just telling him about what I'd like to do life skills stuff or whatever and he's mm -hmm. like that's basically exactly what we do here like exactly what we do I was like all right cool and so that was kind of the end of it and we just it went up from there <laughs> now it's a big it's a lot bigger yeah than what it was yeah, definitely. I think there's, there's just so many benefits to it right now, especially because it is still, it's bigger than it was, but it's still yep. small and you know, whatever yeah. relationship, yeah. other things. So it's so beneficial because I can, I can literally text the founders of this organization yep. almost any time of the day with a question, with follow-ups, with updates, with whatever. And I'm going to get a text back. Yeah. Gonna call. We're going to talk on the phone. We're going to FaceTime, like whatever it is. And it's so nice to have that as like a first job oh, or whatever into, into the organization and it's or into the, the realm of baseball, I guess. Um, because it allows me to kind of ask those questions that I probably wouldn't have be, been able to get answered had I been with like a true MLB club 
yeah first, you know uh, oh yeah because then you have like a supervisor then you have it it's just the whole big like the corporate yeah, yeah corporate. there's you know a, a chain of command if you will that you've kind of got to follow and sometimes it's sometimes I think in those bigger organizations because there's so many people that truly work under them it's a lot mm. of egos that are like well I know I'm gonna know the answer and I'm not gonna tell anybody if I don't yeah. you know um those three guys work so well together where it's like hey I don't know this answer call slave I don't know this answer call sign yep whatever and it's just I wouldn't say easy to communicate because you know <laughs> because but <laughs> we figure it out we figure it out it works it yes. works for the longest time I was like the only woman so I was like you guys are really killing me with the communication and Jeremy would be the first to be like I'm so sorry my bad <laughs> oh they they I think the whole group is like all like down to earth like it's oh it's, yeah I absolutely love it yeah definitely like Simon the other day texted me because he was going through North Carolina and mm -hmm. I used to live over there. And so he was like, Hey, what's a good place to stop on the way? Like that kind of relationship doesn't happen if you're in a huge organization. It just Absolutely doesn't. not. So Absolutely I, love, not. I love more than baseball. I could talk about them for forever. Like, so yeah, I, I, I mean, cause my, my crazy ass got their uh, logo tattooed on me. I know. And I think, okay. So I, <laughs> I listened to, I listened to your, um, I think your second chat with Jonathan Perrin, yep. I think on here about the tattoo, how you just like said <laughs> we're going to get it. And Jeremy's like, ha, yes. ha you won't. and then you just got it. And he was like, what the fuck, man? It was like, it was, it was literally within probably about 30 minutes of the idea. And okay. then, and then, uh, I was texting Jeremy about it. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to leave work early. I, I'm just going to go get it done. And then, yeah. and then I took the picture and then I sent it to him and then I didn't get a text back. I got a FaceTime and he was just like, dude, yeah. like, is that real? I'm like, this is not coming off. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That sounds exactly like Jeremy. That's so funny. So how did you think, can I ask you how you got started? Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. Like this is going to be a back and forth chat, I think. Oh yeah. No, Hey, that, that's what I want. That's what I want. Okay. So my, like my, mine for more than baseball was, um, so I got connected with Jonathan Perrin, yeah. okay. uh, through, uh, so one of his guys that he learned how to do, do a, the financial stuff for him, mm -hmm. so Jonathan Fink. Um, and then, and then Jonathan Perrin, like when I talked to him, um, I did more like a research, um, on like minor league baseball, like with him and then the name Jeremy Wolf came up and, mm -hmm. and and then after the conversation um, with Jonathan, because like, I honestly had no like real like idea of like what exactly like went on like in the minors. Right. So, so then that conversation kind of like sparked the whole, like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. So then, and then Jonathan texted me Jeremy's number and then we just got like hopped on like, I mean like a Zoom call like this. Yep. In three hours long. Yep. It, and that's like that started the whole entire like I was hooked like I I pretty much found my target audience like what I wanted to do like for the podcast is mm -hmm. like like revolve it around that gotcha and that's how I got that's in with more than baseball yeah so did, did you want to do a podcast before hooking up with more than baseball you just didn't know what or you were not just throwing around the idea uh I actually 
I mean, like I want to do a podcast, but like, I didn't really know like what to do it on. Right. So like, so I started it. And then I think with, I talked to Jonathan, I think the third person I talked to. So it, so that, that's just how it started. Like, I'm like, I am glad that it started that way because I mean, honestly, like I have no idea how it would be if I didn't do that. That's awesome. That's so cool. I love, I love getting to like know people and like know where they come from and like how they get started. Yeah. Like whatever. Um, but I tend to tell a lot of details. I was specifically told by my husband, don't tell a story like my dad who like literally tells every single tiny detail of a story where you're like, Hey, wrap it up. Find where, (laughs) where our points at, you know? Um, now that I'm older, I can do that. But you know, when you're in high school, you have to like sit there and listen and you're like, does this have a point? Um, anyways, so if I like ramble, just be hey, like, that's right, okay. do a little, hey, wrap it up. <laughs> hey, this is your episode. I know, but it's also you, it's your people. So I want to be sure that they're like hearing you too. My people, like my people, just me. I'm... Well, no, the people that are listening to this podcast want to hear what you're saying too. Well, yeah, but they listen to it for my guest, not me. You don't know that. Not all the time. Honestly, I have no idea. So, but this is your episode. Well, I'm here to answer whatever questions you got. Okay. When did, <laughs> when did you realize that you love baseball? Oh my gosh, I was little. I was like four. Why? Why did you well, fall in love? My dad, first off, my, my parents are polar opposites. My mom is very quiet, introverted, doesn't really care about sports. She watches it because my dad likes it, but like yep. she doesn't care, right? Um, she can name like maybe four players across all professional teams, She's like whatever. And one of them is Tim Tebow. Okay. So like, okay. Weird. Um, my dad though is a huge, huge, huge sports guy. I grew up in, uh, like Southeast Houston, okay. Texas. Oh yeah. Sports wherever. Um, so when I was about four ish, four or five, um, that's when I started playing softball mm. and loved it. Like I, you just like figure out which it's so weird to say, but now that I have kids, it like makes sense. Like you really figure out that some of that athleticism is just natural. Like it's just easy and it flows or whatever. And my dad figured that out with me. And so just kind of took off from there, but he would be like the one who was taking me to games. We were watching, like we would just sit and watch baseball during the season. Yeah. Uh, You know, he's got a lot of stuff, a lot of memorabilia, like major Nolan Ryan fan like he's got a lot of stuff of Nolan Ryan's so I was I was obsessed with him when I was little um a lot of Astros obviously so Biggio Bagwell um and so Andy Pettit actually Mm -hmm. grew up in the town that I grew up in went to our high school was a very big like prominent member in the community even though he played for New York for almost all of his career it's a hometown thing yeah. And, and, and so he, we never thought anything weird of it. Cause we were just like, Oh yeah, Andy's here. Whatever. Yeah. Not realizing as a little kid that he like, you know, just got back from throwing 10 strikeouts or whatever. Yep. <laughs> just came back home on an off day. Like we would just not think about that. Um, and it was just, it was just so cool to be around just to be around all that. But my dad was just like, uh, let's it's always on. We're watching it. We're mm-hmm. talking about stuff. Um, and I was always the kid that asked questions. Like I, when I'm still the person that does that, but 
I wanted to, I wanted to it's know. It's not a bad it. thing. It's not a bad thing. No, I mean, I don't take it as a bad thing ever. Some people are like, all right, chill out. But like, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't take it as a bad thing. I'm, I'm not asking for like clout or like anything like that. I just yeah. I genuinely want to know. Um, and so I would ask about how do you make a batting average? How do you like, how are all these things determined? And he was never in the baseball industry. So he told me his fan, like his fan knowledge, you know? Yep. Um, and so that's how I got started. I was obviously really big into football too. So I knew, I knew a lot about, a lot about that. Rockets were all right when I was little. So, well, I was like kind of a fan, but like basketball isn't really my jam, but yeah. you know, more power to you. I can definitely <laughs> understand that one. Yeah. I just think that because I was pushed to do it in junior high, it like turned me off. I was like, dude, I don't want like sweaty. That, that makes sense. Anyone yeah. touching me. Like I don't, and that's all basketball is. You got like sweaty bodies touching each other. That's just what it is. I'm like, dude, yeah. like I'm already sweating. I don't need another body on me. Like I'm good. Like I just want to be solo. Like yeah, softball, baseball. That's right. You're, right. You're good. Like you don't yeah. have to touch anyone. Exactly. And I think, you know, growing up and doing it and going through high school, playing in college, all that kind of stuff, you don't realize mm. really, truly the technicalities that are, that can be so game making or breaking Oh, yeah. until no. you're, until you're done. And you're like, oh, if he, if he literally would have caught that ball, like yep. they would have gone to the world series or like game would have been done or whatever. The, the shift, you know, if he wasn't oh, over the yeah. bar, just stuff like that, that you don't think about when you're actually like in it and practices suck and you like, just, just get yep. this game over so I can go drink, like all that kind of stuff. You're not thinking of that. <laughs> Sorry, coach no. signs. If you're listening to this, <laughs> that was my college coach. <laughs> hey, it, no, I, I've, I've, I mean, it's, I mean, cause my college coach, like for baseball, like I listens to this too. And I mean, like I've said stories of, of like us just getting like trashed, like on Friday nights to go to like the yeah. hockey games. Like yeah. it's, but it's no, I mean, like to your point, like if I knew like what I knew now, Oh, back yeah. in the day, it would be a little different. I feel yeah, like. things would be so different, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything though. Yeah, for sure. Same. Like everything, everything that you do leads you up to a certain point in your life. It's crazy. So it's, it's just wild to think like, had I had gone somewhere else for college like would I still be oh yeah living this you know like just things like that that I was thinking of last week that I was like man you never know what life would have been like had its tiny tiny thing in your life changed prior yeah it's crazy it, it's I, I'm like for me like I'm like for baseball like I never I mean like I was always like a Cubs fan like since birth okay uh like so like my grandma grew up in Chicago so it was just like it was like right out of the womb boom you're a cubs fan like gotcha. that's how that is yeah but, but like i never really like genuinely liked baseball okay until i was tw uh, i guess my 13th birthday that was like my first day like where i like actually loved it and had you played it like had you played it when oh you yeah were yeah oh okay okay yeah i mean i i played it because it was something to do yeah. And, and it was something for your parents to get you out of the house. Pretty much. It was, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so when I was like, uh, I was four years old. Um, so I broke my femur and I was in like a body cast. And, As a four-year-old? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, so I have a four-year-old now and like, I'm just waiting for him. Oh, 
Yeah, it was it it was a it was a pretty it was a freak accident. It was uh I was walking the dog with a leash in the backyard, and the dog took off for a car, and I was on the leash. So gotcha. Yeah. And, and then a garden hose caught my foot, spiral broke my femur, and yeah, that was my first. Oh. That was the first bone I broke. So wow. it was a good one. So yeah, so I was, <laughs> yeah. I guess I was in a body cast and. um the only thing I could do was pretty much sit there or just stand in like one, like one spot. Yeah. So, so my mom got a uh, tee mm-hmm. and, and I just sit like in the hallway and just swung. Just do something. Yeah. And that's how I guess like the motions of playing baseball started. Yeah. Got started. That's, that's so funny too. Cause like how your, how your parents or guardians or whatever, like shape you as you're yeah. little like that. Cause my dad used to, when I was four, did like sock balls. Like we'd have sock balls in the house mm-hmm. and he is just like throwing me pop-ups and I'm just, yep. no, no glove. I'm just like playing, you know, like as a four-year-old, I'm thinking like, we're, we're just ha- hanging out. Yep. He's like throwing me sock balls. He's rolling them to me. Like we had a huge, um, like screen door, big sliding mm-hmm. glass, glass screen door in the back. Um, not screen, but anyways, uh, and he'd try to like get it past me. You know what I mean? He's like, I'm going to roll this. I'm going to see if I can hit the window behind you kind of thing. And like, that's just, it's just crazy to think back. Like that's probably how I got some of my fundamentals. Oh, like, easily. It's, it's just wild. He it's used like to the hand-eye make, coordination right there. Yeah, exactly. Hand-eye coordination, all that stuff. And that's what he still tells me when he talks about the kids. He's just like, oh, just roll up some sock balls and just start throwing them at Owen, which is my four-year-old who's like really good. And he's like, just start throwing them at him. He'll figure it out. Like, they're not going to hurt him. Yeah. Just, whatever. He'll figure it out. Um, and then when I started, because I caught from the time I was like 10. So I was a catcher all through college. And then when I was 10, my dad used to make me squat just when I was just starting out, mm-hmm. squat for a TV show. So I would squat the whole TV show Damn. as as it was playing. And then on commercial breaks, I could sit. Like I could rest my leg, <laughs> but then as I'm watching and he would, he would do this just as I was watching TV, yeah. like when I come home from school and those little breaks between going to practice or something like that. Like if I'm just watching TV, he'd be like, all right, we'll squat. Like if you're going to sit here and watch TV, then you're going to squat. I'm like, all right. And so that's, that's literally how I built like my legs straight up. No shit. As a 10 year old. Yeah. I think as a 10 year old, I think if my mom said to do that, I would be like, hell no. Like <laughs> you are crazy. I think because he was my coach and he would have to like take me to practice, you know, like we were always okay. together. Yeah, that's. He would just be like, oh, I bet your legs are tired because you didn't do your squats, you know, at home or whatever. But yeah, he used to do that. And then I was really, really accurate. I still have mm-hmm. a really accurate throw, but like I was really accurate. And it's because he used to start throwing, like have me throw 50, 50, 50 at each mm-hmm. base from behind the plate. And he would start with big targets and I'd just have to hit him. Yeah. Whatever way. And then they'd get smaller and smaller. You know, then it's like a bucket. Then it's like a, those half bucket guys. And then it's like a crate. And you're like, you have to hit it 50 times and then you can move to the next base. Like that kind of stuff. And it's just small stuff that. Oh, yeah. Now. It all like, adds up. If I were to go to a freaking coaching clinic or something i'd be like oh why don't you just put a bucket and have them hit it 50 times they would laugh they'd be like are you serious like that's not a 
TrackMan or like some technical yep. whatever thing that we're yeah. doing. I'm like, All right, <laughs> but I'm telling you, it works. <laughs> I did. I mean, let's see. Like when I was like, I think when I was like 11, 12, 13. Mm -hmm. uh, so like I would walk across the street like from mine and my mom's house, and I actually, I actually, I think this is incriminating. I actually spray painted a strikeout, so like a box uh -huh. inside of a school. <laughs> you heard of her first. <laughs> <laughs> and and I and I pretty much, I mean like it's like I would throw and I would just like, I guess like pretty much just like pitch to the side of the school side and, of the school. yeah and the ball would come yeah, I'm back felonies <laughs> like tagging hey. us <laughs> it's it's yeah it's shit fine. happens it's gone yeah yeah I mean, the paint's gone they don't know what school no one knows what school exactly unless yeah but now you just like it's it's just crazy to think like that's that's how kids are yeah like, like i'm gonna figure out a way like if i want to do this or get better at something and be competitive and that kind of thing like they're gonna figure out a way to find that edge oh exactly even when you're like you said 11 12 13 like yeah figure out a way i mean like because i grew up in a single single mother household mm -hmm. so like so my mom would like i mean like because also like at that school like her and i like would like walk across the street and then and then like she would squat and then she would attempt to catch for me yep but then I got older and then every time she would like <laughs> every time she would like like say something like she's a smart ass I would I mean I would throw a curveball in the dirt and this guy <laughs> she this guy come and, on <laughs> and then, and then I, I think honestly the first time I did that she was like I'm done like nope nope we're good yeah. like, no we're out yeah but no yeah. my mom's a saint like that's Oh yeah, we spent lots of nights doing that. Yes, my husband's mom was a single mom too. Oh my god, like bless. And he That's has what I'm saying. A little brother, and just like bless single moms all all around the board. That's what I'm saying. It is so hard. And then yeah, yeah. No, you get your your kid being a smart ass back to you. Like you go. <laughs> yep, exactly. Because I'm tired of it. <laughs> well, yeah, like so. My mom now, I mean, like, is I have a little brother who's seven. Mm -hmm. So I mean. And, and she's still like a single mom and like he's he's he likes the numbers and stuff of sports i mean like okay i mean like, he loves swimming like uh, like oh he loves God. to swim but he, uh we went to a mariners game last weekend i think or the weekend before and he asked me how how do they keep score so i'm like dude let's do this yeah so then, yeah so then okay. like he would watch me take score like in a book for like for like one inning right and then, and then we would switch and then he would okay. like do it and I'm like awesome like that's how you learn right there though and that's yeah. what every you know everybody wants now like all the every player it's all about numbers and stats and exactly he's, projections and all that kind of crazy stuff he is he's definitely a a observer mm -hmm. and then like my mom now like she's a high school art teacher so yeah. he like he just loves like the whole like the being like the creative and learning the numbers so it's just like dude like yeah possibilities are endless for you 100 mm -hmm. percent. that's such a huge thing across everywhere mlb minor leagues like everything is about a number which i kind of hate but 
I get it. I just well, don't like it. <laughs> exactly. I mean, like, cause like you, I mean, like, because you said like that, if you went to like a hitting, I guess like, or, or like a catching camp mm-hmm. and you say like, just, I just like throw it to the bucket. I mean, like what's yeah. the difference between hitting a bucket and getting a exact number, but you're doing the same thing. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I say simplicity and that's simple. It's, it's easier for, I think it's less like heartbreaking sometimes, you know what I mean? Like sometimes those numbers, and if you're looking at projections and stuff like that, if your projections look to go down, if you keep riding whatever wave this is, you know, you're like, well, dang, but you forget that those are just project projections. Like, I think that's what happens sometimes in like a lot of these players' minds is that they forget that they're just projections or like numbers can just be numbers. Yeah. And I don't, I, I, I think I just don't like how sometimes it's like a live or die by the number, like yep. by the at bats, by the um, RBIs. Like, why are we living and dying by that? Exactly. Instead of looking at all other things not saying everybody does that but just like from my viewpoint <laughs> so it was like because there was uh was it, uh the world series of 2020 when they mm, pulled yeah. blake snell in the fifth inning because his numbers projected that if he went any further then he would have got yeah hit and all that stuff but it's like the times like that where it's just like you just mm-hmm. got the baseball like just yeah. go yeah and that can also be another downfall of like social media though. Like had Easily. he had he have left Blake Snell and those projections were correct, you know, and he did get rocked the next inning or whatever, then you've got all these armchair experts at their house on the Twitter being like, yep. this guy sucks, you know? And you're like, all right, well, then, but then we pull him and now everybody's mad because now the manager sucks. Like, <laughs> I, it's, it's so hard to sit on Twitter and look at like everyone's like opinions about each thing that's happening. It's, I mean, I have my own opinions about stuff and I'm not scared to tweet it. Right. It's just like, it's, it's just so, it's so funny. Yeah. And some people see, see like a, a one tweet and they're like live or die by this tweet. And then it's like, yeah, this is correct. I'm like, did you even Google this? Did you even look yeah. on the internet prior to, or like prior to posting your serious opinion about something that is wrong, like something that you're not even paying attention to, really? It's that's the part that irritates me about Twitter. Is there's just so many biased people on there? There's so many biased people on. on oh there. yeah, for sure. Which I mean, we both have our biases too in certain aspects, but I think the bias comes from like how many clicks, how many likes, how many shares, how many quote tweets, like, are you getting? And that's just making my ego be bigger. Yeah. I'm right. And everybody else is wrong. You know what I mean? That's the part that irritates me. Do you feel that there's a bias? uh, Like, so let's say like the, I tweet the same thing as you. Yeah. And then, but then people will look at my tweet and your tweet and they'll automatically assume a bias between me being a man and you being a woman oh yeah that's just america that's just society you know what i mean they're just gonna see your tweet and be like this is a smart ass dude hit click retweet whatever and then they'll see mine maybe they'll see it later 
or something be like oh copy ratio whatever mm-hmm. because i it looks like we said the same thing you know what i mean sometimes it feels like that women don't get to have an original opinion they're like oh well some man had to tell you that like you didn't just learn that or you didn't just come up with those things on your own not saying everybody's that way i mean there's definitely like allies if you will but yeah a lot of it is and i mean even now like you don't you don't think of it like i like i tweeted the other day about the cow the cowboys dude yep did you did you read that i don't even know if you did but i could do it right now <laughs> well it was just so i down the street there's a starbucks and okay. don't see a lot of texas anything right here in california they're like no some weird american rivals or whatever well i showed up starbucks i had my texans t-shirt on um on sunday and we're just like chatting and he like opened the door for me so i like walked oh, in and i, saw I did shirt. i did read it by the oh, way you did okay yep, yep. Uh, and i saw a shirt and he was wearing a cowboy shirt and of course that's not uncommon whatever and so he said oh texans don't get me wrong they're not very good but he was like oh texans i was like coming from the guy wearing a cowboy shirt and like then we begin our little texas banter right yeah um blah 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 and he was like can't believe we lost and i was like can't believe we actually won whatever so we're talking and we're talking about mainly football stuff and just about certain players and blah 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 whatever well then towards the end we both got our drinks and we're walking out and he was just like so nice to see or like so so cool to hear like a chick know stuff about football you know you don't hear that very often and i was just like well this was a cool conversation until you had to bring like my ginger you know like this was fine like you could have just been like hey nice to meet you good luck today or whatever yeah i was just like yep nice meeting you like it was it's just like just say person or don't say anything just be like hey nice meeting you like good good chatting with you about football or whatever i'm like leave you don't have to like add in that you're so proud of me as a woman to know things about a sport just be like cool and that's the end of it yeah it's 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 bullshit i mean like my i mean like i mean because i learned like at a young age that (laughs) that women rule the world that that that, that's how i learned that one a lot a lot of of men who grow up in single mom households feel that way (laughs) yeah it's i mean like it all goes like so my great grandmother so um so she was told um that women should not like go to college and Mm -hmm. so she she pretty much said fuck that and she went and got her uh, doctorate and yeah then i mean like she was actually like one of like the first like like women to get their doctorate in nursing and yeah she's so that started the whole like from her and then my grandma like she takes no shit from anyone and also being and i was like to grow up like in chicago and then my mom like the single mother like who works her ass off Mm -hmm. and then just like growing up just it just yeah i learned real quick yeah definitely and and it's really hard because I know that there are sometimes like that, that man probably didn't know that it was like a, a weird comment to say, like he probably didn't recognize it. It was just one of those, um, what is it called? An unconscious, like an unconscious stereotype that you don't really think of or whatever. And he probably didn't know. I wasn't, I didn't feel like calling him out. It was not a thing, 
You should. Well, but I <laughs> know, but like, I'm be like, hey, don't call me a chick. You'd be like, but you are a chick. And like, there are some things that I think being a woman makes us more special. Mm-hmm. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't, I believe in equality, but there's also a reason, like, there's also a reason there's two genders. There's, there's a re- sure. like we can do things that you guys can't do. You guys can do things we can't do, you know, like yeah. there's cool things like that, that I believe makes people special, makes the, the sexes special. Right. Yep. But I think a lot of the problem is that we women have been like pinned against each other by society because there can only be one, you know what I mean? Like, yep. especially in these big industries whether it be TV, baseball, you know, the military, like there can only be one special woman that we take to check our, check off our diversity, you know? And so it kind of pins yeah. us against each other to where we're like, well, if she gets it, then that means no one else does to where it builds up that like deep rooted competitiveness inside yeah. women. A lot of the times that I am with sports or whatever, am talking it's a lot of women who bring who like will bring you down and be like all right well you know you don't do this and you don't do this how are you doing this and still being a mom how are you being a mom and still doing a career you know what I mean like those kind of things and you're just like we can all do it like we can all root for each other and it'd be fine yeah I I don't understand but but that's how it gets started of like oh women don't really know that much because there's not really that many not really that many in the room to start because we've only got one space for a woman. Yep. You know? So that's, that's more of the difficulty that I like have to deal with is just kind of, and and the other thing is too, is like, if you see a woman fail, you think not, not you, but like society, right? Yeah. If a woman fails, they're like, Oh, well, see, she's not, funny she didn't cut it in the sports industry she can't do this she can't do that so why are we allowing women to have these chances if if they can't do it so I have a hard time which is going to sound misogynistic (laughs) but I have a hard time putting women above certain things before they're ready because Mm -hmm. I believe you've got to be ready for the rest of us like you've got to go up there and be ready and be prepared because they're going to try to all drag you down. And when they do, it sadly makes the rest of us look like we can't make it. Does that make sense? It's kind of like a weird... That, like, <laughs> that makes sense. It, it's kind of like, I mean, because the more I think about it, like, it, it's bullshit. Because, like... Yeah. My, I mean, because, like, if, if a guy, like, attempts something and we fail, mm-hmm. hey, like, it's whatever, like, just try yeah. again. Yeah. But if, I mean, like, to your point, it's, it's not just a, hey, like, hey, like, just like, try it again. No, and then, it's all right. Yeah. You get another opportunity or something like that. Cause sometimes you don't, like, sometimes I don't get another, another chance. Yeah. That was it. And it didn't, and it didn't work out. And that's fine. I mean, that's, you know, builds us all up as women in a way, like it, it builds that character, but yeah. From a young, young age, like I was never, I was never told or encouraged necessarily to like pursue sports, like not, not playing wise, but like for a career, you know, when you get, when you grow up, what are you going to be? 
like that kind of thing. And I always thought I was going to be a teacher because that's just kind of like the way that things, excuse me, led me. Like yeah. it was just like, oh, this is what you're going to do. There was no talk about sports. Oh, well, what do you think you could do? What do you, whatever. So like my associates in undergrad is in, is in teaching, is in education because oh, wow. I just thought that's what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I wasn't really like, you, you're not, so I, my family is all in the same area. You don't move away. You all stay there, yep. whatever, five minutes one way, five minutes the other way. That's where they're at. And so I was the first to get out of there when I went to a different college down the street, went to move to North Carolina, went to Oklahoma, Germany, like I've been everywhere. All over. <laughs> yeah. And it was really hard for my family because they're like, you're supposed to be like, you're supposed to be here. She's a or rebel. We're, we're a family. Jeez. You're supposed to stay together. Yeah. Yep. And so it just wasn't one of those things, not that it's a bad thing. My yeah. dad probably calls me every day being like, hey, you got another job? Like, what's, what's, the, <laughs> what's the sports world like? <laughs> like every day? But you're just not taught that. Like as yep. a little girl, you're just not like brought up that way to no fault of my parents mm-hmm. specifically, but like you're just not brought up that way because you're thinking, oh, this is my daughter. She's going to get married. You know, she'll be the one to have the kids. Like, that kind of stuff is just, it's just like, I don't know, ingrained, but like, it's just, it's such a deep ancestral thing that you do. <laughs> I think, I think the word that I would call that would be just, I don't know, basic. Yeah. Boring. Yeah. No offense to anyone. No, but, it's, yeah. But that's just, yeah, it's, I don't know. That's, see, you think, you think kind of like how I think, De- definitely outside the box. Like, it's like, I mean, like if people tell me to go do stuff, I'm probably gonna not do it just because they said you should do this. Yeah. 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 That's exactly what I do. <laughs> like, oh, you should, you know, you should apply here. Like the, I went to a junior college first, my first two years. And then I went up to Sam Houston state and I told myself, like, I'm not going to this junior college because I would, it's down the street from my house. Like, yep. I would live at my parents' house and that's where I would go, whatever. And my husband's two years older than me. So he was already at the university. Mm. And I was like, no, I, that's where I want to go. Like, I want to go, I want to leave. I want to be in a dorm. I want to like do my own thing, whatever. And I ended up getting a full ride at this junior college. And I was like, I mean, if I want to go to college, essentially, because I didn't really think I was going to go to college if it wasn't for softball. Mm-hmm. like that's let's go this route so I went there and it was pro- like probably the best thing that I could have done for like my 18 19 20 year old self is mm-hmm. is go there suck it up about you know maybe my my goals and dreams of going to some big university but like go there because I was taught so much like the coach that I had shout out Kelly signs um she was phenomenal she did not like first off she didn't take any shit she she wasn't playing the games of like coming hungover she wasn't coming playing the games of like skipping out on practice she wasn't playing any of those games you just didn't do it we conditioned every single day because she was like you're not getting you're not getting to inning number six and being tired that's not gonna happen (laughs) so we conditioned every day we did weights and I mean like weights not like go in there and bullshit for 30 minutes. Like 
she was like paying attention early morning yeah like the 5 30 weights oh yeah and she taught us so much about as women just like communication situational awareness pay attention to what you're doing like go hard when you're on the diamond but like after that you're respectful you're all this kind of stuff because you're not just you anymore now you're part of the part of the college right you're part of the team you represent the whole group as a whole represent all of us so that was just one of the things I mean she was the coach that was like if I heard something we had two assistant or like volunteer hitting coaches right if I heard one thing from one of them and then a different thing from another one she was like literally bring them together I would like bring them together and I'd be like you told me this and you told me this so what do I need to do like that's the communication that she wanted which is which is straight open we're not playing like oh well he told me this and now I don't know what to do with my swing or whatever she's like no we're not playing that like come and have a conversation and we'll figure it out that kind of thing and then I transferred that over to the university and it didn't fly with that coach so (laughs) so (laughs) ended up not working there but yeah um, yeah she I mean like that's it was just like the way to go like I just so happy that I went there straightforward to the point yeah you learn more off the field than you do on the field exactly but then it I mean but then again it does translate onto the field oh yeah yeah 100 percent so it was great going there though see the junior college route I am all for that yeah it is fun it is it is it's a lot of rough days huh (laughs) a lot of rough days yeah 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 100 so a lot of the times those like junior college coaches like if they like ours didn't want to move up I guarantee Mm. you she had a million opportunities to move up to a university but like she didn't want to because she loved what she was doing and she was so good at it like she's like the most winningest something you know like she's awesome and she just loved doing that and it was just so important for her to like get basically a new team every year because half your team leaves you know yeah that's and that's where I think the community I like that yeah that's where the communication is so big is because like okay you have literally freshmen that are on your team that have to start because you probably lost you know you you lost half your starters right so they got to start so you have to be able to communicate with these freshmen and the freshmen have to be able to communicate with the sophomores without bruising an ego so you had to like wash all that out and just be like look we both have to do this and we're I'm leaving next year so like let's just do the thing she yeah she's she sounds like so she kind of sounds like how my high school baseball coaches were they're very straight to the point mm-hmm. like I mean like you you learn respect early on right and you have to earn everything you are given mm-hmm. and that and that definitely changes I mean like like I use that mindset for everything I do oh yeah same same it like has and and her and I still speak today and like I'll call her for whatever but Mm. I just it's just such a like deep relationship that you can that you create with someone who's only there for two seasons who's only there you know for two years like the uh, the impact that that has and has had for my last 10 years of life is come from her like stemmed from that 
so like the work ethic like from that pretty much like you took all the way through I mean like, oh yeah to this day yes definitely that and my dad making me squat during true during you know tv <laughs> that uh like I said like I think if my mom if my mom told me that I would be like nope we are good <laughs> My dad, my dad is, is wild. So he, his punishments to us were never like spankings. It was never a quick reaction. I think I was yelled at by him. Truly, truly yelled at where he was mad at me like twice in my whole life of living there. Like he, it, that's just, wasn't his, that's not his first go-to, Yeah. but he's going to let you sit on it. And then we're going to have an hour long conversation where you're like, Jesus, like, let's go. And as soon, when I was in high school, if I'd like roll my eyes or like huff, like, oh my God, he'd be like, so, and he would start over. Like he would like start over and be like, this is your punishment, <laughs> is like listening to Bruh. me talk. And I'm going to ask questions over and over again. And Until I'm going to do- it just like drilled in your head like that. Yes. And you're just like, oh my God, like I can't do this anymore. <laughs> and I still hate questions. My husband will ask me a question of like- dang i'm just doing this and he's like oh wow my like, bad my bad for asking what you're doing yeah he's like you grew up with your dad how do you still hate questions i was like oh because i don't want to be questioned anymore <laughs> tired of it uh, that's that i'm like i think i think okay so like my mom like for her punishments i don't know i mean like she could be, be brutally honest like with me mm -hmm. like if i had like a bad like a bad game like uh pitching She'd yeah. be like, what the fuck was that? And I'm like, yeah. I just don't want to talk about it. Like, like we're good. Oh. Yeah, no, she she would definitely be like the straightforward, just like to the mm -hmm. point, done, move on. Yeah. But I, I, like, but I think like the, so like one of the craziest like punishments like that I had like growing up. So like when I was little, uh, I used to cuss a lot. I used to say a lot of bad words. So my mom, she would, I mean, it would be like the soap in the mouth. Oh, yep. Got that before. Uh-huh. But then she realized that I didn't care. And I could probably tell you every single uh, brand and flavor of soap. Right. And then she was like, there's nothing I can do about this. Like, we're good. <laughs> yeah. 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 But then, yeah, but then she learned that the, that by her saying that she's disappointed rather than mad, that got me. Yep. Yep. That's a, that is my mom thing too. When she, hers is very like stoic and she's very like old school Catholic. Like there's some guilt behind the stuff. So yep. she's, so if she's has something to say and, and she kind of wants to like, let you know that she's upset, mm -hmm. she says it. And then there's like that just little hint of guilt behind it where you're like, damn, she's really mad at me. <laughs> like I crushed my little spirit. You're like, oh. And dad, my dad would be like, what are you doing up there in the box? <laughs> He's just like straightforward yeah. to the point. I so, had yeah. to have both of them. I had the both. It was a, yep. I, never, I never knew like what I was going to get. <laughs> yeah. Which way, which way the, the disappointment was going to go. <laughs> yeah. But then like now, like growing up, it just like, I don't know. I mean, I, I talked to mom like at least once, twice a day. It, yeah. It's kind of like, I don't know, like she, she kind of like always like, she like asked me like how like the podcast is going and like all that mm -hmm. stuff. And then, and then she uses like the positive like reinforcement for it. And 
it's yeah it helps a lot yeah it drives sure. the, like the why i do this yeah and i think that's the best way to do it because especially when you're older like mm -hmm. now you can tell your parents why you want to do something and they're oh, like yeah. oh, now i can get it like now i kind of understand it um because you know when you're like little like my kids are they they can't tell you why they did something and so you're just like what are you doing <laughs> they're just like i don't i'm just like four i don't know i just did it i'm four <laughs> years old i just smile and wave i just did the thing and my two-year-old sister helped me with it like we just colored on this wall it's fine <laughs> like, it's a whole team right there yeah oh my gosh they're like thick as thieves i swear it's wild they're wild are you gonna coach i don't know i think i would really love to coach i think i would really like it i loved coaching i coached um college d3 when i was in north carolina coached at methodist nice. university i was an assistant coach and it was awesome like it was so awesome and i was only 24 25 mm -hmm. so I mean, a lot of these girls, like at least the seniors, I could have like been friends with, like truly yeah. been friends with because they're that close in age. But I was able, because I was so close in age and I had also literally been through, you know, like college softball as well. I knew what coming to practice hungover looked like. I knew what, I knew no. what trying to hurry through a drill so you can get ready to go out looks like like i knew nope. all that stuff as soon as they would step on the field and they would get pissed they would be like oh coach megan come on and i'd be like no another go and like they were just like like I'm trying to go out it's my birthday <laughs> you know just like stuff like that that i was like y'all come over tomorrow smelling like alcohol and i'm gonna make you pay for it like stuff like that and i just I don't know. It was just a freaking blast. Like I love being on the field. I yeah. love it. It's awesome. I mean, I've, I've like thought about coaching, but it, I don't know. I, I just don't, I don't know. I think I'd rather just be an observer Yeah. and just let them do it. Yeah. I, I mean, like, cause I've, I've had like plenty of like opportunities like to go coach like the local teams and yeah, and like that's like baseball teams, but I, I, I think just like every time I'm just like, um, what, what holds you back from it? Like what, uh, like honestly, it? I don't know. I think it's more of like, I can explain stuff. Um, if actually, I don't know. I think they're just excuses, but it's sounds like it. No. Yeah. But I don't know. It's, I don't know. Like I'm weird. I'm, I'm like a introvert, but I enjoy talking to people not in person okay like i don't know this. If that... remotely well okay well this, <laughs> this is okay i don't know like it's I mean. weird yeah yeah exactly i mean like because i could do this like i mean because like, i could talk yeah. to people on like zoom calls all day right but i don't know like i don't i don't know i really don't know i think i would rather just just i don't know like be a fan of like whatever team or i mean and yeah. just be like a guide like that if they need someone like to help then i'm like more than willing to help gotcha but i, I don't know i just don't i just i'm scared to coach I, you, is it like a little bit of imposter syndrome like if you were to go there you'd believe like maybe i'm not maybe i don't know all of this kind of maybe a little bit kind of yeah that makes I think, sense i think I that's think a common thing 
you know, yeah. across the coaching board for sure. I mean, it takes, it, it takes special, it takes a special person to coach. Agreed. I, I mean, but like, I am a hundred percent going to, I mean, like I am all for coaching like my little brother's team though. That I was about a, to say, I was totally about see, to say like, start there and then like, well, yeah. you know, see, I, I would love to do that. I would love yeah. to do that. Yeah. But Especially his age. Cause how, how old is he? You said seven, right? Seven. Yeah. Yeah. They're like fun and you can kind of, you know, the, which ones who are like really yeah. into it or not. Like my four-year-old, my husband kind of coached with his team. I try to like be for my kids. I kind of want to be like the fan, yeah. not like on it or not like in it, but he kind of helped. And I mean, four-year-olds like wrangling wet cats. Oh it's like, yeah. Over here. Don't dig in the dirt. Like it's like, yeah, I helped. Uh, I went to a few of his t-ball, uh, practices. Uh-huh. And I immediately got thrown into uh, helping and I'm just like, oh, this is a shit show. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> yeah. and, I, and then I'm just like, my anxiety's going. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just like, someone's going to get hit by a bat. Like, this is yeah. so bad. Yes. But I think if I coached, I don't think I would want to coach baseball. Oh, what do you want to coach then? I mean, like, what would I, be your option? I mean, I mean, cause I played, well, like I was like baseball, basketball, football. Oh, you did uh, it all. Same. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. So I don't know. It honestly, pr- probably basketball. Like that's, I don't know. I love basketball. Um, but also I like football too, but like it, I don't know. I think those two, but I wouldn't want to coach baseball just because I would rather be a fan. Yeah of it and that's good i mean that's good that you like recognize it to yeah. Be yeah yeah i mean like i would i mean like i would love to go back and like go play baseball but then yeah. again i i mean like i had my opportunities and things just happened like how they happened and right i wouldn't trade it like yeah anything. yeah for sure so did you play out of high school yeah college? Yep. okay yeah yeah i went to uh wenatchee valley college so yeah, it's a, a a junior college up here in Washington State, and um, okay. yeah, I mean, like, cause I had, I mean, there was schools across the country like that I could have gone to, but mm-hmm. I stayed, I stayed close, but not too close. I mean, it's like two hours away. Yep. yep. Um, but then yeah, but then I had to get my rotator cuff and labrum redone. Okay. So that was my freshman year, um, and then I came back rehabbed and. I partially tore my UCL in my elbow. So therefore I uh pitcher off feeler. Okay, okay. So it was like, do I get surgery on my elbow or do I just hang it up and be done? So I decided just to be done. Okay. And, and then that gave me more time to like be a fan of the game. And yeah. Like more and then like this I I swear to you, like the second that like I stopped playing, like I was just like, there's a lot more to this game than what's like on the field. One hundred percent. That was me too. I, I, when I was little, I remember being at a tournament with our select ball team, our, our, you know, so, uh, summer team or whatever. Yeah. I remember being at a tournament and my dad would always make us watch the game before our game. So like softball, I don't know if you know, is like different, <laughs> different yeah. tournament wise, you know, like I can play seven games on a Sunday to oh, yeah. go to the championship right and yep. that's just like 
a casual tournament. That's just normal. So my dad would make the team go to the game before our game. And as a kid, as like a junior high kid, whatever, seventh grade, eighth grade, that sucked. Like, yeah, I don't want to sit and definitely. watch the game. Like, this is boring. <laughs> like, and I remember telling him that. I remember like where we were sitting, like the whole thing. I don't remember exactly what place in Texas we were, but I mm-hmm. remember sitting there and just telling him, like, dad, these games are boring. Like, I don't want to watch the games. Like, I'd rather be playing them. Yep. I don't want to practice either, but like, I don't want to watch the games. They're boring. And now, now after leaving, I'm like, oh my gosh, she would have done this. You know, like, it's totally different. I'm like, oh, she would have done this. If he would have done that, like, blah, blah, blah. Oh, he should watch, pay attention to this. Like all this sort of stuff. And I just get so into it. But my husband and I are huge, like no hitter fans. Like we love watching no hitter games. And a normal fan is like, this is like, I want to see bombs, you know? See, I'm the same exact same way as you, <laughs> you and your husband. I mean, like I would, I am, I would love to watch like a one zero yeah. game. Like those small, tiny things that you're like, and then you think back to the game that you're like, Oh, had he done. Oh yeah. This yep. Tiny thing, you know, had he just like hit against the shift or even done like a sack bunt. I know that's a hot topic, but like <laughs> he'd have done something like that. Like maybe they would have won or whatever. Yeah. It's I I'm it. like, it's it's insane yeah there's it's i was like as uh so i took um so i took a family friend of ours who's from denmark to their first baseball game up in yeah. seattle and he he was so confused on like what everything was like he was just like he he was saying like out loud like like he's like baseball is so slow and boring I can guarantee you that soccer is way more fun than this. Yeah. And then like everyone like was just like, what is this dude saying? Like what? And he is, he is not wrong. Yeah. He is not wrong. Baseball is so boring. Yeah. It for sure is for your like fair weather. I say fair weather, but like you're just average fan. You're very basic fan. It's so boring. So boring. So long, especially the professional ones. Forget about it. Like you pay, $150 to go to this game. You've got to park. Then you got to eat $50 nachos. And then you got to like all this sort of stuff to get truly the full experience. And then you're like, Oh my gosh, we're only in the third inning. Like I've been here for three hours. (laughs) What's going on? Yeah. And that's, and that's totally why I encourage people to go to minor league games because they're way more fun. They're shorter, they're quicker. And there's a lot more to do as you're, yes enjoying your time you know well yeah i mean because you didn't you don't pay like that big amount of money like to go watch so you can actually like enjoy like everything around it yep yes and there's even like you know we have small children so like they're not gonna sit they don't sit and watch unless truly unless we're sitting like behind first base home plate third base Mm -hmm. right there in it the kids are like, no, like they're, yeah. they're good for first two, three innings. And then it's like, all right, now I want snacks. I want to walk around. I want to yep. do this. You know what I mean? Like They want to go do all that stuff. And minor league ball is so easy to do because they're, you know, really directed towards families. They're d- really directed towards those people who are kind of your average fan. That's not going to yeah. sit and be like honing in for seven, eight, nine innings. Like they want to see, 
the other stuff that they've got going on. So they've got all those kid zones and yeah. now there's so many other like minor league parks that have little splash pads and playgrounds and things like that because that's what's going to happen. Like yeah. I will go to the playground and like I'll kind of sort of watch you, but I also want to watch the game. But it's nice to have that there because yeah. I don't have to be like, no, sit down, be quiet, blah, blah, blah. Don't do this, whatever. Don't hit your sister, all this stuff again. <laughs> like we can actually have fun when we go. Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, like, I would say, like, is that the mayor's game uh, the other week, like with my brother? We went, uh, it would be like, like every four innings, we would go for like a walk, like around the stadium. Yep just because like he wanted to go see everything and i'm like all right well then let's go yep. yeah so then like we would go to like the very very top like of the stadium and then like walk around and and then he yep. just and then he just like wants to see everything and mm-hmm. and then he's like hey uh can i get a hat I'm like yeah dude for sure yeah and he just like i think i'm gonna come back i i think i'm gonna come back like i'm like all right dude like just like let me know like when you want to go yeah yeah see those are it's like so fun and that's how really it gets started um you know with like continuing the game and like protecting it and stuff is like getting the little kids out watching baseball even if you're going to the games where you walk around almost the whole time or they're playing at the playground like if it's just a part of the life then they're gonna grow up and like continue to be fans and especially with your brother who likes, you know, the numbers and stuff, like he oh, might yeah. get into high school and, and be able to name off players and their at bats and like that kind of yeah. stuff. Like my brother is crazy with the numbers too. Like he couldn't tell you any, Hey, who is that one guy in the 1995 world series, blah, blah, blah. He'd be like, Oh, that's uh X, Y, Z. And I'm like, shit, I don't know any of that. Like, I don't know that. That's not how my brain works. And so. baseball needs more of those people. I know. Especially with how like everything's going. 100%. Yeah. I was talking to a guy who works at, at the commissioner's office and he was saying like, that's where, that's where people are leaning. Like that's where organizations are really wanting is like um, those research and development people and like the oh yeah analytics and like, that's, that's 100% where we're leaning, which is not great for me because <laughs> I'm, I'm the opposite way. Like I, I, I believe stats are great but I don't believe they show everything about a person. Exactly. So I want to see what that extra part is about the players. Like, I want to see that part. How are you in the community? What do you do when you leave? Like, how do you support your family? Do you have family? Do you have kids? Like, how does this and how do those off the field needs pertain and help you or hurt you when you're on the field? Like, what would it look like if your four basic needs were taken care of off the field like, what would your potential be like then, you know? And that's a big thing that more than baseball does. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Huge. Huge, huge. I think, I think Jeremy had said, like, you know, the difference between one hit or, like, 12 and 50 or something like that on your podcast. He said something about a stat. Again, see, I don't freaking remember. Yep. <laughs> but, you know, like getting 12 hits out of your 50 at bats versus getting 15 hits at your at your in your last 50 at bats like yep. the difference in those true stats like can be the make or break if you're moving up or down yeah and that's you know what's what would what would happen if maybe the guy who hit 280 um had to sleep in his car for two nights 
before the game. Like, what would happen if he was in a in in a fully furnished place where he felt safe and comfortable and had a place to lay his head? What would his stats look like then? Yep. You know, what would be the difference there? And I think that's probably the part that we're trying to figure out mm -hmm. more than baseball is like, you know, people want to see numbers. They want to see facts. They want to see the research. They want to see developments, like that kind of stuff. Like, we're trying to work what that true difference is to show, hey, if you each organization provided housing, food allowance, you know, whatever, transportation, like oh, it, it would it would be what would it look like well yeah because it there would be so many like less worries like for the guys like to have to worry about like off the field right oh i guess like on the field less worries because like after the game like they have to go find somewhere to stay yeah like well like what if you knew where you were staying and you can just worry about being a professional athlete yeah and and i compare a lot of the times um military life to minor league baseball life because you're getting dropped in a place where you don't have support you don't have family you probably don't have friends yet and you've got to make the best of it wherever you're at you got to figure out where to live you got to figure out where the grocery stores are where the hospital's at you got to figure out all that kind of stuff and like how that can affect you you know yeah how in a lot of ways baseball is a little bit worse only because for those soldiers here that are single or whatever, there's provided housing. There's yeah. like strictly things that you can do. There's a lot, a lot of resources. Granted, it is the military, you know, it's provided by Uncle Sam, but like. Well, yeah, but you don't have to worry about like where you're going to sleep. You don't right. have to worry about food. Yeah. Especially if you're like a young dude, you don't have any family, whatever. There's yeah. like cafeterias, you know, that you go to and like you get, you get your meal. Like, yeah if you just don't have any money left for the month or whatever like there's literally ways that you can figure it out as a military family person whatever mm -hmm. but baseball you're like hey hope there's a mcdonald's for you yeah. you know like that's the kind of shit that they have to go through and that just sucks as a person who knows the game and knows that these players are trying to play at their highest potential. Like they're very tip top abilities to get to that next level. And it's like, well, what are we lacking? That's not even field related because you guys take care of that. You got yeah. the track man, you got all that crap that you do, but like, what are we, what are we failing on that's off the field that can help more than the 1% that makes it, makes it up. You know, like, Yo, how can we get more up there or whatever? Easily. It, it, I mean, like, it takes, it takes a whole, what is it? Uh, what's the saying? Uh, it, it takes a village. Oh, yeah. Yes. And you've got to be willing to, to accept the village help. Also. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm, I, just, uh, I just went on the More Than Baseball website, and I'm, and I'm actually going to pull up the whole, say, because you guys have how many – members on the board like the help Ooh, the board changed i don't know that's not a question for me <laughs> i'm not sure <laughs> the board the board's changed a little bit this past year only because base you know sports have been crazy covid yeah um that is true uh and we dropped a few dropped a few board members um 
but I think we're gaining quality. Like we're gaining more quality than we need quantity wise, in my opinion. Which is what is important. Exactly. 100%. Quality over quantity. Yeah, it's, yes. I mean, let's see. Let's just say our board on our website. I'm on it right now. Let's see, Jeremy Wolf, Simon Slade, you, Melissa Rodriguez. Yeah. Melissa Lowry. Yeah, th- this mm-hmm. has changed since last time I looked at it, and that was last week. Yep, yep. Moving. Mary yeah. Ullman. There's a lot of, you know, restructuring that more than baseball is doing, too. Because yeah. we're trying to be sure that, um, you know, a lot of the times I told you Jeremy's idea man, and he's, yep. a, he's, he's amazing at it, right? If they each have their own very specific qualities that they bring to more than baseball. Mm-hmm. And with this being the true full first season that, like, baseball was out in public that is true that it caused like a like a checks and balances to to misfire or to like okay we got to figure this out because last season when they first launched there was no minor league baseball so everybody was kind of in their own lanes and I was the one who hopping across the lanes but them three didn't hop across the lanes mm-hmm. necessarily but this this season they had to right. Simon's playing, Slade's the busiest man in the world. Jeremy's playing Olympics. You know, like there's so much stuff going on. Yeah. Truly, really the founders who who are the the heads of this that I there was things I couldn't do. I didn't have questions. I didn't have answers. Like there's only so much I can do. There's only so much the rest of the team could do. So they had to. We all had to like checks and balance ourselves out. And I think since the season has slowed down and, and kind of officially done like this week for minor league baseball, yeah. it's a restructuring and, and they're kind of smoothing things out. Like, all right, now we're going to figure it out on this off season so that we're even stronger next season. So that's why I was telling you, like my job's kind of tapered off only because it's trying to be like skeleton and let's get the real like mm-hmm. heads of this organization solid so that the teams under them, nowhere to go not to that's not a shit on anything that's yeah. like truly just how an organization works yeah honestly there's i mean and being a startup so being a nonprofit, like all those things are just an extra hurdle you know? oh yeah it's an extra something so there it's gonna be it's gonna be so awesome in 2022 like i really think i've told jerry i've told all three of them so wholeheartedly like even though i'm looking for opportunity other opportunities and such it's more than baseball is always going to be like on my resume because I'm always going to stick to them and be like an advocate for them. Like, unless oh, yeah, they just 100%. completely dissolve and shit just leaves, but always like, I'm always going to point whoever I'm working for players I work with, whatever, like I'm always going to point to them because that's just the, what they're doing is just so amazing. And until, until organizations truly implement some of the stuff that more than baseball is doing, like within their own selves, there's no one else there's no one else that's helping so i push everybody there yeah see it's and like that's exactly what i want to do like for the minor league offseason is help all those players get uh i make to get like some media content like on them and then like Mm -hmm. so they can tell their their story of like where they're going yeah like and then like pretty much like what they've like like been through and right i am and then honestly, I, th- I, 
I think every podcast I've recorded, I have mentioned more than baseball at least once. Because and why, and why would you not like? Well, yeah, I mean, because like the minor league players, that's exactly it's what we do. Like, I mean, but like, even if I'm talking to like to like not minor league guys, like I will yeah. still like I will I'll still mention it because it's kind of like I mean, because it's it's a big part of like why I do like what I do, yeah, and, like the passion behind it, and that's just definitely it's a long it's a long journey ahead. Yeah, they they really like shaped a lot of where my passion was vague and broad they like really had it come in and I'm the type of person that wants to know everything about an organization that I work with I, mm-hmm. I was talking to a um, GM of a east coast team and he was talking about how the way he runs his team is by hit by the bus method he believes if some if anybody on his team was coming into work, got hit by a bus, that he would fill that spot, no matter what it was. Pulling tarp, calling tickets, whatever it was. He's like, I want to know everything about the organization because as the GM, I, I should be able to fill that spot. Oh, yeah. Like 100%. And that's, I never had a name for it, but like that's exactly how I Super operate, how I think. Like, I want to know. That's why like right now, looking for positions, it's, difficult because I'm 30. I spent my 20s gaining life experience. I have a five-year employment gap, if you will. Um, And my these last 18 months, two years, whatever, have been with a nonprofit and not necessarily in a baseball organization. And a lot of the times, the positions of like my age and education would be mid-level, even senior level. But because I don't necessarily have a lot of those, like, res- I call them resume experience. Like, I don't have that resume experience behind yep. me yet. I'm looking at entry level. And I'm 150% perfect with it. Like, yeah. if, I, if I could apply to, like, pull tarp, like, that's what I'm going to apply for. Because It's a foot in the door. It's a, it's a foot in the door. And, like, who? I'll do freaking anything. Like, I will, because I just believe so much in the minor leagues, like what they do and and the processes they have to go through. I just, every piece of the team is so vital in those organizations. And it's just like, why would I, why would I not pull tarp? Because if I don't pull tarp or, or whatever, if I don't call our season ticket holders or whatever, like who's going to, and are they going to do it in the best way? You know, yeah. like, are, are these people going to be somebody that's just, like, trying to leave? Like, I want to know how it is because I want to be able to be that GM that's like, oh, shit, we need someone else to pull tarp. And I freaking walk down and pull tarp. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, I believe that's what leadership looks like. So that's, like, the, the difficulty that I'm having is people are like, well, why are you applying for this job? Well, it's like, well, I don't have that experience, but I'm – a hundred percent willing to like do those experiences. Yeah. I believe that you should, I believe you should know about what's going on in your organization. Uh, have you ever thought about like creating your own route? I have been asked this question a lot of times. Oh. <laughs> um, I've had a, I've had a few conversations with my husband and um, I don't know if you know, Zach, do you know Zach Rob? Zach Rob? I have, I've Maybe talked to him before. Okay. Um, 
so he is another one who's like, why don't you create your own organization? Like, why don't you create your own thing or whatever? And I have his number. <laughs> tried, <laughs> probably. He's like, he's awesome. But I do. I, I do. You do. See? Oh, okay. So, sorry to, sorry to like. Go ahead. Go ahead. God. Okay. So, <laughs> Zach and I, okay. So, back like mid 2020. Uh, so, he, he reached out to me on LinkedIn and okay. then, and then he asked if he could call me. So I was like, yeah, dude, for sure. Like, let's, I mean, like, let's talk. And then I think we actually had like a two hour conversation just yeah. about, I mean, because like he wanted to know like what I do and then, and then I wanted to know like what he, he's done and everything. And that's the, like that dude had like that guy's work ethic right there. Oh, amazing. Honestly, then, the best that I've ever met in the business. Yes. Yes. Truly. And he what was like, cause he just like recently just got with, with MLB. Yeah. But he, he's in the minor league. He's on the minor league side. Oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. He's in the, he, I think he's in the office, the front office of minor league baseball. Yes. Office. Yep. He's doing, um, gosh, something creative. It is so I mean, this Amazing. dude grinds it out. And I'm like, I could not be more like happy, proud of it to know him. Like he's awesome. And I just love how he doesn't, there's no hold back with him. Like he, he's like, Hey, if I, if I want to know like about you, I'm going to ask about you. It's oh, yeah. not one of those things like, Oh, can you connect me? Like, I guess that's, that's either. He goes straight to the point. He's like, Hey, let's, let's get into it. Like calling you. I mean, I met him first time I met him is at um, the 19 winter meetings. Mm -hmm. And I think we had talked online first. Cause we were doing like the, the job fair. It's called the PBEO job fair. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we had talked, there's like a group that you can add yourself to or whatever, whenever you sign up and it's like a Facebook group. And there's people on there that like look for roommates or try to connect with people before the winter meetings. And I think him and I connected on there. Cause I, I believe I asked a question or something in Facebook, whatever. And we met in person at the winter meetings. And I mean, we just chatted as, as if like, we've known each other forever. Yeah. He was just like, Hey, what do you do? What are you looking for? Where you want to lean at? Blah, 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 blah. Like all this sort of stuff. And at, for, at that point I didn't know. And I was like, man, I don't, to be honest, I have no idea. I'm just here you for seem fun. Like you've got your shit together. Like I don't, I'm just really feeling it out. Like you're just yeah. like, I don't know. Um, but he's awesome. He's awesome. It, I, I honestly think that he, right. That we started, uh, like that we talked for the first time, um, I think it was, I think it was like a month after I launched the podcast. So it was just like mm -hmm. four episodes in Okay. and I had, I think, uh, who, who was, I think he listened to my episode with Jonathan Fink and he was just like, oh yeah. Okay. I mean, like I know him and then it just like, and then like that, and then we just, just started talking. Yeah. Yeah. And then it was, I mean, and then he like told me the story of like him, like going like all the way to uh, Japan, like for mm -hmm. to go watch team, team Israel. And it was just yep. like, dude, that's wild. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. I mean, like I, I like them and I support team Israel. And mm -hmm. so he 
bought a ticket and went. Yep. Like, and he, he lived over there for a while. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. He lived over there for a while. And I think him and I talked about, because we were both like coming back from living overseas for so mm -hmm. long. And so we had talked about that and like, man, what's the best so, way? And, and I'm not sadly a creative, like I wish I was, I, I truly wish that I could like learn and be good at it. And I think I probably could if I really dedicated my time, but like, that's just, it's just not how my brain works. I don't know yeah. how to really explain it. It's not a cop out. It's just how, like, just not a strength of mine. Um, and he was doing so much like creative wise, just pumping out like, Hey, I did this. Hey, I created this. I did this stack. I did whatever. Like, and I was like, dude, you're like, you're doing it. Like, this is exactly how people get recognized. This is exactly yeah. how like people get shown doors. Like, this is it. I was like, you're freaking doing it. And I'm so happy for you. And then he landed that job and I was like, yo, like, yeah. I'm so proud of you right now. I'm so happy that you got it. But I'm really happy. Like really happy to know that kid. It's. And that's exactly what I like to do about this podcast. Like just yeah. hearing those stories about people. And I love the, I love the connection part of it. I didn't think I would be that's good. That's what I'm saying. Like, I didn't think I would be good at connecting because I, I feel like weird ask at least not in so much anymore but especially when you're first starting out in the business you like it's I feel like if I'm asking for something I also have to give something like mm -hmm. I don't know if that's like a southern thing like I'm not sure but I feel mm -hmm. like if I ask for a connection or if I let somebody know um hey I've applied to a job at your organization whatever I feel like I have to say like and then I have this for you. You know, like, I don't know why. I think that's just an internal, I don't know what's going on. I'm getting yeah. a little bit better at it. But it's just hard sometimes for me to really like put it out there so much. I, and I don't really know what the holdback is. It's just, but he he doesn't. And it's just, I wish I was like Yeah, that. it, I mean, like at first too, I like, I mean, like I was nervous and I guess like, I was nervous to actually like talk to people because yeah. I was such like in my like comfort zone mm -hmm. being at home and during 2020, like, I mean, like I would just, oh yeah, I just like to be like home and everything. And, and then just like, once I got talking to people that had the same like passion, like that I did, mm -hmm. then it got really easy. Yeah. And then you realize that there's, it's, it's a small world. Yep. But a lot of people are more than willing to help. For sure. And that's what it's makes this whole thing so special. So 100%. special. 100%. And I, and I also realized too, that people who say, Hey, reach out to me. If you need something, let me know what I can do to help all that kind of stuff. Those people who say those things personally to you, whether it be email, text, phone, if yeah. they say that to you, they mean it. And if they don't mean it, but you say something about it later, they'll be like, oh, you're right. I did. Like, then it's like, they have to hold up their end of the bargain. Yeah. Of that. So I, I'm a, I say that all the time and I truly mean it. Like you, whoever listens to this, like you need something. Yeah. Same. Give me a DM, send me a text. Like I will be, if I don't know the answer, I am not shy to ask for it. Like oh, I'll, figure yeah. it out, I'll connect you whatever like i'm down to help i will send you in the direction of which i feel will help your situation come out the most positive way 
Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You definitely have a good head on your shoulders for this Thank whole you. thing. and Appreciate it. And then for the future. Thanks. Same to you, though. Where, where do you see this going? Where do you see your baseball fandom going? I know you've got, like, a real job. Like, a real uh, person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I sadly do accounting eight to five. So, uh, I don't know. I really have no, I guess, pretty much just, I guess, just impact as many people as I can. Yeah. Um, I guess, like, to help, to, like, help players and coaches and everyone like in the baseball industry to I guess pretty much just like tell their stories yeah I mean I mean because like without like every single individual person I mean things wouldn't be like how they are today yeah and it's just like to help out others mm-hmm. honestly yeah. I have n- no big plans yeah just so, visibility yeah yeah I mean kind kind of like being selfish with it kind of like for like my own like personal like I guess like my own network yeah I mean everybody is everybody's a little bit and a little bit narcissistic like everybody has those qualities about things yeah but it's not selfish when you're doing something even though it lands on your shoulders yeah you're reflecting that on someone else like like you said at the beginning of this you're like oh this is your podcast it's your podcast you've got your name on this but you know the guests are the guests oh yeah 100 percent. i mean like you're right but it's not a selfish act like i don't think that that's selfish in any way yeah no i mean like we could talk okay like we could talk about your favorite food what you like different on it and where your favorite spot to eat is like yeah. i will have a conversation about that because you want to have a conversation about that mm-hmm. and if that is important to you then that's what we're talking about <laughs> yeah True, true, true. So let's, let, let's, uh, I think we have nailed this whole entire podcast. Yeah. No more questions. No more questions. I have, we're going to wrap it up with one more question. Okay. Perfect. What's your favorite food? Oh, come on. That's not a good one. It depends on how you answer it because that, because I will give you my opinion on it. I don't know what my favorite food is. I'm going to be really honest with you. I think it's because I don't have an answer. Um, Ooh. Can we do, can we do, okay, so, so I will say my toxic trait is that I really do believe that I have to have something sweet to finish off every meal. I think that's what my problem is. Like, like, just okay. like. Okay, what's your favorite dessert? Oh my gosh, I have so many. No, okay. pick one. Okay, okay. Um, if you, if you had one dessert to have for the rest of your life, what would it be? What would it be? And that you would not get tired of probably ice cream any kind okay i really dig ice cream like any flavor any flavor besides coffee not a fan and like pistachio or mint that's not my jam yeah hard pass like those don't sound great to me but anything else like i'm all i'm all game for the other big one that i could say is like the brownies that have icing on top of them Ooh. Those yes. are so bomb. Yes. Um, this is showing a lot about me. But, like, I just I just love sweets. Like, I really do. That's, like, my vice. And I don't what, really drink alcohol very much. I just like sweets. What, what are you drinking right now? Because I see. Um, Elasian Super Fuzz. 
blood orange ale. Oh, that's alcohol right there. That's yeah. I said not very much. I didn't say not at all. Well, cheers. Cheers. What are you drinking? I am drinking a screwball. Mmm. That's peanut butter, right? Yep. Yeah. No. I don't like peanut butter, but I like peanut butter flavor. You don't like peanut butter? I'm a texture person. Oh, okay. Like, you don't like it, like, regular? Like, the smooth one? Plain? No. Just, I'm I'm a flavor person. I'm a texture person. Okay. I'm one of the most pickiest people you'll ever meet for food. Oh, so what's your favorite food then? We're gonna oh. talk picky. Ooh, ooh, Chipotle. <laughs> Chipotle? What? Yeah. Okay. Okay. That, that's fun, your favorite for real. Fun that's fact. All the time and never. Okay. Well, fun fact: I spent over three thousand dollars in twenty eighteen on Chipotle. Oh my gosh. Yep. Are you joking me? Nope. You, yep, yeah, like that was. That's a lot of Chipotle. Yeah, that's a lot. I would, I would Ooh. go to Chipotle, get a bowl, and I would get a burrito. The burrito would be for lunch the next day, and the bowl. Okay. The bowl would be for dinner. Okay, fair. You mix it up. You don't just have like the same thing every time. Well, I have the same ingredients on the inside. Yeah, but I mean, like you're not going there every single time like you're not just eating bowls or just eating burritos that's what i mean uh mix them up you have both i mean my so like so the nearest chipotle to where i live is like an hour uh it's about two hours away and so every time we go over to like the west side like near seattle um Mm -hmm. stop past chipotle And and every single time like i get to the uh i guess like to like the front of the line to order yeah and then like i tell my girlfriend i'm like hey like hey like i think i'm gonna order a burrito and every time i order a bowl like you don't <laughs> yep yep <laughs> you don't you're like nah i can't i can't go against my original my guarantee my guarantee okay what what is okay so and also where is your favorite place to eat ice cream since we're talk since that was one of the crazy questions okay since your favorite food where and where do you eat it all right, my Where's favorite. Where's the best place that you've ever had ice cream? All right, first off, I'm gonna go. I'll go. I'll go two. One overseas and one in the states. Okay. Okay. That's that's fair. Okay, there's a place in Wilmington called Kilman's. Okay. I believe that's what it's called. Um, I'm sure. I think it's a chain. I'm not quite sure, but they have the most delicious ice cream there. So good. Love it. Um, overseas though, where I lived in Germany, they would make this bomb ice cream. Cause it's like, it's like not regular. It doesn't have cream in it. It's like, mm. not like American ice cream. It's like gelato almost. Mm. Um, not like sorbet, but like, it just like oh, so much better. I, I think, I, I think smoother. I kind of, I can kind of understand that. Like, so we have, uh, so we have a small town, like it's an hour, it's like an hour and a half, hour and a half north of here. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's, it's called Leavenworth and it's like a small, it's like a German town. Like, oh. yeah. Like, so we have like, I'll actually send you the 
um i will send you like like pictures like of this place and you're gonna be like what the hell yeah it's it's like legit germany like the like germany if you had germany and uh switzerland and like one place yeah it's like a pure it's like amazing Eastern, like european yeah. yes yeah it's, probably like austria like austria yes, yes. Yeah. that sounds There's, awesome it's yeah. like beautiful beautiful there like I, oh my gosh if you could ever like i believe everybody needs to leave the united states for like six months because you see you you get a, a bird's oh, yeah. eye view of america and you're like oh america sucks oh this is how america is <laughs> but like over there even in even in places like paris london whatever everything is clean like streets are clean they're not taken over by trash and like crap like they're clean they pay everybody very well who cleans those areas like and it's it's just such a great time to go through go through Europe and you're just like seeing these gorgeous buildings and and views and all this sort of stuff that you're just like oh my gosh I can't believe like this exists in a yeah. world like that I'm a part of you know it's it's crazy but I love there's a little town we used to we lived in a little town in Germany and uh, we were like in you know all of our neighbors were German we were like in the culture and stuff and there's a little shop that would sell ice cream and they're only open, you know, they're not open year round. It's not about capitalism. It's they're, they're open from probably May to end of October, right? Like mm -hmm. that's where they're getting it from. And end of October is like end of fest season. And so it's not, not a lot happening after that. And I mean, so good. And you can get it for like a dollar, like, you know, a scoop of yeah. ice cream for a dollar and a cone here you pay five bucks for some oh, yeah because that's the market it. price for it exactly it's just it's just wild but man it was so it was so good we'd go there as many times as we could because we'd spend like five dollars for our entire family to get oh that would be awesome <laughs> yeah yeah amazing it was awesome chipotle i would have it let's see i ate it across the street from Wrigley Field uh, back in June. That was really cool. Okay. And I think Chipotle in the mountains. Chipotle in the mountains. Actually, I posted- That's the other place that you'd want to eat? Want to eat Chipotle? Yeah, with a, like with a nice view. Okay, fair. Chipotle, Chipotle with a view. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mountains, mountains are my vibes. I freaking love the mountains. Yeah, so you have to look at Leavenworth. I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out. I just got your text. I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, it's it's I mean like because they have a huge like a Christmas light um like oh, festival. Market? They have it's insane and they have uh, oh my gosh, this Oktoberfest. So yes. Dude, we're having um, an Oktoberfest here because yeah, the ones that were close to us shut down. Yep, and I went to college 20 minutes away from Leavenworth. From here, Leavenworth? Yep, we would use our fake IDs to go to Oktoberfest. What a, oh my gosh, this is, ex this is honestly exactly like very close to my, to, to our house in Germany, like what it would look like, truly. Yep. Like on the lake, 
Yep. That Thank whole Christmas. No, man, this looks awesome. Yeah. This looks so cool. Yeah, I'm gonna have to like make a. Yep, Bavaria. That's where we lived. So cute. Yep, that is. I need to go there. See. Let me check it out. So there you go. Yep. Well, Megan. Yep. It was fun. It was. It was fun. Sorry, I talked your ear off. Dude, no, I, <laughs> I do not mind. I enjoy conversations. It's fun. Yeah, definitely. Especially same. people who are passionate about the same thing. Yep. More than baseball, Jeremy Wolf, shout out. Slade, yep. Simon. Shout, Slade, Simon, Jonathan, even. Shout out yep. to him. <laughs> All right. Well, have a great night. Yep. You too. It was great talking to you. Thank you.